This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester to Live Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Yes. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news. Come on, you foxes! Like and subscribe now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right, the back. How are you doing? How the devil are you? 
got you in the mood? Well, I tell you, if watching Watford at the weekend did not get you in the Christmas spirit, oh, well, I think it was snowing. Either that or Joe Harter forgot to bring his uh, head and shoulders. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, if you're watching. <laughs> how, the devil, how the devil are you? By the way, just to let you know that um, we're about to launch a um, line of Leicester Till I Die uh, leisure wear. And you're going to have a choice because on some of the things it's going to say Leicester Till I Die, but you're also going to have a few things that will say how the devil are you on them. You might have to get a couple of those, I think. Anyway, for those of you of a certain age... Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. Who's who is your biggest rival? For me, it's always has been Coventry. I don't know if that's because I actually work with somebody from Coventry or the fact that it was the closest club, but for a while we used to be in the same division. I can't believe this when I did check uh, in the Bible that is um, Leicester City on this day in history. Uh, I always have to check the cover, make sure I've not picked up the Karma Sutra. Um, but we had to, uh, on this day, 29th of November, 1997, what were you doing? Well, Leicester City, for, the, for Leicester City, the wait for a win at Coventry City came to an end for Leicester and their supporters. The first win at the Sky Blues home for 22 years came thanks to an opening goal from Graham Fenton and Matt Elliott. We're going to have to ask Steve what he was doing in the during that time if we weren't winning. What was going on? Oh, I can't believe, I can't believe that it took 22 years for us to beat uh, Coventry at their place. Whatever has happened to them? It's Leicester till I die, and this is the main event, which is the prediction show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Leicester till I die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Steve, what were you doing? 22 years. While you were there, we never won at Coventry. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things, I think. <laughs> I no, I mean, Gordon, Mill, Gordon Mill didn't want us to beat Coventry. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one in fairness. Did you ever see... I always thought of Coventry as our biggest rivals, or was, was that just me? Uh, to be fair, um, I think... The Forest game was purely mm. for the, the atmosphere at the ground. Yeah, um, I'm not. When it was the old Highfield Road, it was it was great, you know, because the crowd was on top of you, and it was a good atmosphere yes. there. But um, I, I always felt that, you know, it was more more tense and more feeling against Forest. Forest, right? Yeah. Well, talking about the weekend, whether it was snow or 
Trail Hart for getting his head and shoulders. There's only one person amongst the three of us that would actually need head and shoulders, and that's Brad. Because <laughs> I think between me and uh, Steve, we wouldn't need any head and shoulders. Brad, good evening, sir. Look, can I just, I do actually have a photograph of you, Brad, earlier. And well, a little video clip I took. This is this is Brad. It's earlier. time for the smug face. Don't know what you're talking about, mate. I mean, you say the weather outside was uh, was a bit chilly, but it was raining points my end, mate, for the predictions mm. league. It's good to be back, guys. It's really good to be back because I was uh, I was getting all sevens on the reels, mate. Not not an endorsement. Please don't gamble. Um, but yeah, I hit the jackpot with the week predictions on all formats, didn't I, mate? What was it 15 points on the long ball I made up and oh, uh, extended a bit of a lead, I think, in this one, guys? I'm just See, being small and trying to go and get no predictions right this weekend. Well, this weekend so. <laughs> one week, he has one good week in 14, Steve. <laughs> you know, he's, been, he's been Norwich City up until this point, and we're paying for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still, I've been sat at top of this league like Man City are most seasons and teams like that. So you know, sitting pretty, sitting pretty at the top coming into Christmas. <laughs> uh, Rich, good evening. How the devil are you? Evening, uh, Dorco um, said he hates Christmas. Ho ho ho! Uh, yes. <laughs> are you a bit like Father Christmas? Are you? You just come once a year. There we go. Oh. That's my joke for the week. Oh, right. there's that joke ruined for the week, isn't it? That's it. That's, <laughs> that's a show joke. That that shows the uh, the standard that we're at. Right, let's get um, straight into this. This was our, how we actually did last week, guys. Um, Brad, you got five points. I hate you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> if it weren't for Spurs and the Burnley game, it might have been a bit bit of a better one or a bit of a closer one because that one I think was one we we didn't agree on either was it so no no and Steve I mean do you remember do you remember when Steve went for a Norwich win and got it right and you know it was like you know Steve knew what he was doing and what have you but no Arsenal won none of us went for that Brad, you got the Villa win, in fairness. Uh, and we all got the Liverpool win. I think we could see that coming, couldn't we? And none of us yeah. went for the exciting nil-nil that Norwich and Wolves was. Um, Brighton, you got the Brighton-Leeds draw. You also got the Brentford That's win. Me, none of it, well, it was postponed was Burnley, so the points will be added on to that as and when they play. But we'll keep your predictions there for when that happens. Um Brad, you went for a Leicester win and you got it, mate. You nailed it. Uh, Man City. Yeah, you then let yourself down predicting West Ham. And none of us, none of us got the 1 1 for Man United. Maybe we should keep Michael Carrick at the wheel, eh? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Might be a bit Uh, easy to do this thing with him in there. Talking about uh, keeping Michael Carrick at the wheel. Good evening, Maisie. How are you doing? Um, they've got the new is it me, Steve? I mean, Man United, and in, in respect to Man United, they are a huge club, we know they are, they're massive all around the world, and yet here they are sacking one of the most famous players they've ever had, replacing him with a temporary manager who has never managed 
an egg and spoon race, let alone, you know, Premier League football, they're getting an interim manager in until they can appoint somebody at the end of the season. I mean, this is Man United. Surely, upon God, there should be managers should be fighting the way to get to the door for that job. I think uh, over the last few years and the way the Man United uh, owners and board have been, I think that's uh, it's scaring a few of the managers off. Um, mm. I think they boo-booed again now. I think uh, the only reason Carrick's not carrying on is because it's his backroom staff. He's the same mm. backroom staff that he had when Oli uh, was there. So yes. I, I think they felt that the, it was going to be the same even with Carrick there. But um, it, it was it was good to watch, you know. There's a bit of bit more organisation, a bit more purpose. They're not yes. they're not there there yet. But you know, he he left Ronaldo out. He's not you know, he's not afraid to uh, play his own style. And I I mm. think it would have been okay for him to stay till the end of the season. Ragnarok is it, Braddon? If I got that pronunciation right, Maisie or Richard, I'm no doubt tell me. Um, do you reckon he was communicating? By the old earpiece during that game? There's only two people that know that, and that's Carrick and Ragnarok. I'm going to butcher his name because it just sounds like, every time I see it, I know it's not, but it sounds like Ragnarok, which is a Thor movie. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking yeah. I, That's, that's to... going to be the away kit next season. They're all no, going to turn no. up with red capes. And... <laughs> no, but he. I think this is a move that kind of sort of points towards... That's something that Steve touched on in, in maybe in maybe sorting out something in the backroom staff. Um mm. from from the likes of, of Maisie and, and Rich on their channel, or as long as the channels that them guys go on as well. because um, it got you fascinated me. I'd never really actually heard too much of him and I was wondering where he'd come out of it. It was a bit of a left field name and it turns out the guy is very, very sought after for what he can do at a club and it's probably it is most definitely a move where he will become. I believe they're looking at director of football was what they were talking right. about. So this is definitely a, a move that is very good for Man Manchester United fans are really happy with it. So I'm not judging the the way they've taken the steps to replace a manager. Clearly, the manager in question is either a manager who's done this before, left mid season, he's left a sour taste, and he's learnt his lesson. Or it's a manager that has a lot of respect for the club that he's at and has turned around and said, look, they've told me they won't stand in the way, but they've asked me to finish the season. I will become your manager, but you're waiting for the season. If I'm truly who you want, you wait to the end. And this is a clever move from Manchester United because it's been 50-50. Some people are saying you've got to give a bit of credit to Carrick. Others say, like Steve said, he was essentially on his backroom staff, so... It must have been something else, or was it the fact that they weren't able to express their ideas to Ollie and he wasn't taking it in? Again, only the people involved know, mm. but I, I see this as apparently from United's perspective, fans, and, and, and obviously they're more knowledgeable of these sort of people than, than we're going to be because it's not our club. But the, the grass I'm getting is he's actually very good, something that they were more excited about instead of maybe seeing an interim come in and then somebody like Carrick getting the job as an interim and making the same mistake. This is very clearly to United fans a future move. This is like thinking about where he goes afterwards and that will be into their back room in, in well, the board teams, yeah. by the sounds of that's things. It, that's, that's the end of the show. Thanks for joining us, Steve. We've run out yeah, of time. 
just I just killed that off the knowledge. Just a whole segment from 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 knowledge on that. So yeah, <laughs> I, one day I will get a shortened answer from Brad. But uh, who knows? Who knows? That's my Christmas present, I believe. Right, let yeah. us um, <laughs> let us see if Brad can be as good this week, Steve, as he was last week. We're going to start off. With the um, first game, which is uh, well, they're all a couple of games tomorrow night, which is why we're having to um, fit it in like we are this week. They're all on Prime Video, all the games this week. So if you've got Amazon Prime, you, you, you quids in. Um, Newcastle are holding a host in Norwich, uh, a relegation battle, Steve. Yeah, and I think the way Newcastle are playing, I think they're going to get it. I'm- they're going to beat Norwich. Uh, I think they're starting to uh, get a bit of momentum. They just need a goal scorer, and mm. um, you, you'll see, you'll see them climb. It'll, it'll be the same as Villa. They'll get two or three good results, I think, soon Newcastle, and they'll start to uh, start to move a bit. Yep. So Newcastle are bottom. Um, they lost to Arsenal two nil. Uh, Norwich last one out. They got the draw with Wolves. Um, but you're going for the Newcastle home win. Yep. Yeah, Steve. Okay, let's hope that this works. Brad, which way do you see this going? You're a big Norwich fan. Yeah, but Steve's answered the same question. But both teams have the same issue. They struggle in front of goal. Um, they both have improved on the performance of. Things I know they got Arsenal, Newcastle, but Arsenal showing obviously that that trancing was a bit of a blip because they battled back strong. Um, but I still don't think it's been enough time for him to do anything there. He couldn't do anything there for his first what week of appointment, Eddie Howe. Um, but I think this will be one of them games where you get a bit of an effect of what Eddie Howe's been able to do in the Liberty space. And I just see a one-all draw or something like that. So I'm going for a draw for this one. I think okay. it'll be a draw. I must admit, I, I am, I've got new tactics this week that actually having done my long ball predictions before I do the show, I'm going to stick with my long ball predictions um, for, for this and see, see, see how that works out for me. Guys, if you're watching and you want to join in, stick your uh, predictions down the side and, uh, and we'll shout them out for you. Um, I must admit, um, I, I, I mean, we've been joking about Norwich all season. Um, Dean Smith's come in. Um, I, I, I just feel for me... He may just have... I don't know if Eddie's got what it takes at this point. You know, it, it is... He must be He must be really happy that it's Norwich coming up. But, you know, he's had two games in charge. He's drawn and lost. Um, but I can, I can see this being a draw as well. I have to agree with you, Brad, as much as it pains me. Um, I have to say that I can see this being a, may, maybe a nil-nil. Something like that, I think, probably. Um, well, one one that will not last long in the memory, Steve. Um, <laughs> Leeds host Palace, Steve. Uh, Leeds have got... Uh, they drew out... They drew last time, nil-nil, last time out with Brighton. And uh, Palace... Um, I've lost Palace. There we are. They lost to uh, Aston Villa. 
Yeah, I think uh, when Leeds get back to full strength, uh, they'll start to go. But I still think they'll be strong enough uh, to beat Palace. I think Palace have had their little, uh, nice little run underneath uh, the new manager. And mm -hmm. I think they, I think they're going to be brought back down to earth a bit. Um, right. uh, I can see Leeds, Leeds winning at home. Brad? Keep expecting Leeds to step up and hit that form mm. and get a stride and they keep stuttering, keep labouring to points and they keep not winning games. Um, and Palace were probably unfortunate in the, in the sense that they came up against a very boyd Aston Villa. Um, and, you know, Villa got fortunate in the sense that that red card was then downgraded to a yellow because that was only 1-0 at the point and you would have favoured Palace to be able to have created at least an, a couple of chances to, to have nicked a point against 10 men. Um, and they got a goal late on. I know it was a consolation. It was a matter of switching off, but that just shows that Palace were willing to try and go for it to the end, even if it wasn't their best performance. So I think... I'm sorry, but everybody keeps expecting Leeds to kickstart, and I just don't see it. I'm going for a Palace win. There we go, then, Brad. I, do you know what scares me most of all here, Steve, is that I'm actually finding myself agreeing a lot with Brad, and you don't know how much that hurts me. Um, it's the only show, mate. It's all right. You can deal with it. <laughs> I know what you're saying about Leeds. I mean, they've only lost one in five, um, and and that was um, to, to Tottenham. Um, I, I yes, you like you say, you keep expecting them to kick on, but they're still down there in seventh place. They're only one win off uh, off the bottom three. Um, Palace, they have kind of slowed down a little bit, but they've still got a couple of wins. You know, they beat Man City. Let's not forget. Uh, and, and Wolves um, and got draws with Burnley. Maybe they should have won that. And of course, they only drew in Newcastle. So they are really up and down at the moment. They seem to be beating the seem to be like Leicester, beating the big boys and struggling against uh, those down the bottom. But I do, as I say, I am sticking with what I have predicted in the long ball, and I am going for a um, Crystal Palace win. I agree with you there, Brad. Now, Steve, let me tell you something. The last time, the last time that Leicester visited Southampton on a midweek night game in the winter, I went and we won 9-0. Now, this is a midweek night game. I am going. Do you think it could be 10-0 this time? Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I think you're right. <laughs> Love Leicester to bits. Uh, like I said, I went to see him on Thursday. Uh, oh, you did? How was that? Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah, it was great. I was right next to the Polish fans. It was great watching them in the second half. <laughs> all, all the flares and the fights and the police. But um, yeah. oh, first 15 minutes, Leicester started off well. And then they went back to their old ways and, that, and then the game got really drabby and dragging. And I thought on Saturday, it was completely different. Uh, you could see from the start that they wanted to go out with the intent. And um, I hope they go out again against Southampton like that. But I've got to reverse psychology again. 
Southampton <laughs> need to win, so I'm going for a Southampton win. You're going for Southampton, right. Um, let's just put that up there. Um, you like your own fixtures this week, Steve? I do, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, am I wasting my time going? Yeah, yeah, mate. Let, 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 let's face it, you're going to get soaked on and uh, it's it's going to be so difficult for you because I'm going to get a better view of the six or seven goals that Leicester score and you're going to get, you're going to have to be doing that all game. That's why you shouldn't go, mate, because you sat out, you sat right at the front, aren't you? You get drenched. I've yeah, sat towards about two or three rows, but I believe, I believe, I could be wrong. Uh, but no, honestly, look, Southampton have been great. Uh, this season again, early season predictions with, and I'm sorry to beat a dead horse on that one, but Southampton lost a lot of key players. Um, well, we got four, and, we got and the couple to us as well. The word, yeah, and, and, and we brought a two, you know, we brought a two. Um, yeah. and you know, credit where it is, they, they, they've had some players come through doing really well, and 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 uh, you know, there, there's a lot of big clubs raving about, um. A couple of Southampton players, I can't remember the Livermento, I think it is. Quality, um, no. right back they've got. Um, is it Gallagher as well who got called up for the England squad? Um, I know it was due to an injury, but he still got a call up. Yeah, uh, I believe that's Southampton. Uh, and they can surprise you, but Leicester, right? We we probably got a bit, and rightfully so, after the last few weeks, a bit carried away with Leicester's. Impressive, more impressive performance that kind of was more, even more stable than uh, against Warsaw in midweek. Um, to a degree, I know you could probably really cut them some slack for some stray passes when you know when Hell decided to freeze over and, and grace uh, the King Power with its snow. But um, the lads did a really good job, and we have to take advantage of Southampton in a slump. So it's a, it's a, it's an away win. I I I just and joke about the six and seven. I, I would take a one nil win. God, I take a clean sheet, so I'd definitely take a one nil win. But we have to make sure this is the kickoff for the season now and and, and punish a out of form Southampton. Right, um, Bradley, what are you doing to me? Who's um, Bradley? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm calling that just to get at you. Uh, <laughs> Southampton, yeah, they lost, as we know, 4-0 to Liverpool at the weekend. They'd lost to Norwich. I mean, that, that's a bad result for Southampton. Um, we've won. Um, they, they'd beat Aston Villa and they'd beaten Watford and drew with Burnley before that. So they're down in 15th, but they're only um, four points behind us. Like you said, we suddenly hit a bit of form, Leicester. And not only have we hit a bit of form, but I also think we've actually hit the performances as well. You know, the performances against Legia. And I know they'd lost seven or eight on the trot in their league and were one off the bottom. And, you know, but we, you know, we, we beat them. And, we you know, we did enough to beat them quite easily. And Watford, you know, it was one all. We, we could have let it go to, to pieces. We didn't. And we played despite the weather. Um, I am I am worried about false dawns. Um, and I always 
I always say this. As you know, I'm doing my BBC page tomorrow on the BBC website on the Leicester City homepage, and I've got there that, that and I said, I'll just whisper this, Leicester are back. <laughs> I'm whispering it more than shouting it. But, um, yes, th this has got to be one that we, if, if we are going to have anything from this season, these are the games we should be winning. And for a third game running, Brad, I'm agreeing with you. Top man. <laughs> I know it's scary. Well. It's, it's scary. Watford, well, we saw them at the weekend, Steve. One lost, lost, one lost. Uh, you come to think the games have won Watford 4 1 against Man United. Although, could you kind of maybe that wasn't such a, a, a big win as, as everybody was saying it was with what's happening at United? Um, bit Everton 5 2. But, you know, they lost to Southampton, lost to Arsenal, both 1-0. And, of course, they lost to us at the weekend. They're not going to get anything against the Chelsea side, are they? I can see this one being a draw. Right. Purely because Watford are going to be up for the game again because it's, a, you know, the top of the league. Yeah. But I saw Chelsea stutter a bit on the weekend. Um, they're not make, Well, they are creating the chances, but they're not putting them away. And I think mm. that's going to be, I think that's going to cost them. That may be because they've only got Tim Werner up front at the moment and he couldn't that's hit a bond it. or... <laughs> yeah, if, they keep, if they keep playing him, I can't see him staying top of the league. No. Because, you know, no disrespect to, you know, to the player. But I've watched him now for, is it a year and a half? And he's not getting any better. Yeah. No. Not getting any better at all. He was great in Germany when they were showing his stats at the weekend. It was amazing. What he's... Uh, it's a bit like when... Uh, what was he called? Went from Liverpool to Chelsea. Oh, who was it? Blonde guy. Anyway, he, he, he was knocking them in for... Torres, knocking them in for fun at Liverpool. Went to Chelsea, couldn't score for Toffee. Um, Chelsea, Steve, I mean, uh, the, were Man United up for this probably more than Chelsea were because of everything that's been going on? I think Man United set up the right way uh, against mm. Chelsea. I think yeah. uh, they, blocked, they blocked off the areas. And uh, they closed them down when they were in the areas that they needed to. Yeah. And I couldn't, you know, Chelsea. Chelsea kept playing the way they've been playing over the last few weeks, and because that happened on Saturday, it looked like they hadn't got a plan B. They just yeah. carrying, carrying on, carrying on. So they were playing into Man United's hands, I think. There. So uh, I think it'll be another hard one for them again against Watford. Yeah, Brad, your thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, I mean, I think, I think, a bit of discredit to Watford because, yeah, all right, Manchester United are in the greatest form, but to go to Old Trafford and win is still no mean feat, regardless of United's form. That can't be helped. Going to Old Trafford is always a, you know, uh, a hard ground to go. Um, so, but it seems very, very. Um, clear to a lot of people and I'm pretty sure Watford fans were expecting of it that Ranieri is very much a case of sod it, I know it worked for me all, a few years but I, I'm going to see what level this Watford team's at for as long as I can and he's got them playing football that suits certain teams' style of play and Unfortunately, whilst he made a lot of great points about the way Manchester United handled Chelsea, 
I just don't see a Watford team under Ranieri playing the style that's going to be able to do enough to do anything. I think mm. it'll be an edgy game for Chelsea because there's players just coming back, the form, like you've mentioned, of Timo. But I think Chelsea get the job done here. Um, and if if Ranieri is not careful with them owners that, you know, change their mind more than the British weather at times, um, another 5 6 nil could be ticket number 742, please. Yes. That's what worries yeah. me. So, but yeah, he's got it's going to be a Chelsea win. If, if they're winning the league this season, realistically, they need to bounce back for a win after a tough draw against United. Yeah. So, but you're going for the Chelsea, Chelsea win. win. Yeah. Guess what I'm going for, Brad? Chelsea win. <laughs> yes. Are you looking at my? I don't know what, I'm not going to predict it. <laughs> what, mate? Are you looking at my results there on the long ball <laughs> getting in before me? I've got, I've got the screen to... there. I, just, I did that. For, you know when you asked me to fix that problem for it months ago? I just made sure. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> but, uh, well, we've got two players this week, Steve. You've got uh, S for Steve and BC for Before Christ. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, Steve, West Ham hosting Brighton. West Ham, um, surprisingly, lost the last couple. Um, but they were up against Man City at the weekend. They lost to Wolves the week before. That followed three wins, uh, including the one against Liverpool, uh, Villa and uh, West Ham United. Uh, Tottenham, sorry. Uh, Brighton, um, Brad's second favourite team. Still up there in ninth. They're still not doing too bad, but they've not won in five. They've managed three draws and two losses. Are they going to change things around against West Ham? No, no. I think West Ham are going to win this one. I think, uh, like I said, West Ham have got to put a, a hook to their slide. Uh, I think if it was the other way around and Brighton was home, then you might have thought, yeah, Brighton was going to do it. But I think West Ham will, will edge this one. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go before Brad here, and I'm going to confuse him. I'm going to go first and see if he agrees with me. Um, yeah, I think if it was at Brighton, it would be uh, a different a different kettle of fish. West Ham, they are just off the boil at the moment. Um, they're through in Europe, and, and well done to them, and congratulations for that. And I'm pleased to see that somebody, well, it's not us, but at least somebody other than sort of the big six are up there in, in those top six positions. So well, well, well done to them all. But you see, to me, Graham Potter, and you know, Brad will tell you the master technician that he is. I just think we'll have too much this weekend. Do you like that, Brad? Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. But anyway, I am going to be going for a draw here. Um, I just think the way... Oops, I put Brad in there. But the way that it's going, I can see Brighton need to, need to get something. If it was at Brighton, I could possibly see him nicking the win. But I think... I think it's going to be a, a, a draw, a 1-1 one, one, a one, one draw I've gone for this one. Terry, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? And Doug, welcome along. Uh, the Dugout Football Channel, get over there and check him out. Uh, there have been five draws Hello. between the two recently. Sums it up. Is it going to be another draw, like I said, Brad? Or which way are you going with this one? Do me a favour, Chris. If you've got them in front of you, or you, you know them with your little... Study notes you like to prep, you like to do for each game. Very well done. 
Um, but what's Brighton's last three results been? Brighton's last three results have been nil nil with Leeds, lost two nil to Villa. That was Gerard's arrival, of course, and a draw with Newcastle one one. Yeah, the real Brighton's back. They can't score in a ball. <laughs> So they got, two, they got two against Liverpool the week before that. If you want yeah, to go back, no, no, that's, when the fraud, that's when the fraud had the last bit of luck. Now the real Brighton's back. The team that can't score in front of a goal, who can hit the post, the crossbar, and, and miss every single chance that's gifted to them on the plate. The Proper Express is coming to a halt, and it's going to continue. West Ham having a clean, easy afternoon. Three 0 West Ham. Get the get get my name in the West Ham part, mate. Brighton ain't winning this. This is where Brighton starts to go down. Oh dear! All right, so you're going you're going for a Brighton win then, are you? Uh, no, mate. West Ham all the way. Up the Moises <laughs> army. Come on, you Amos. <laughs> oh, you know, but you know, Graham Potter is he knows what he's doing, Graham Potter. You know, and Graham we trust. And... Yeah, he's a wizard using a stick for a wand, mate. <laughs> you obviously said that when he's sat in the Leicester dugout in the uh, next <laughs> season. <laughs> Steve. No, I'll be getting them a wand from Harry Potter shop so we can use it properly. <laughs> Depending on where you to put it. Burnley, well, well, Steve. That, that's for a different show. <laughs> Burnley, Steve, they lost to Man City. They drew with Southampton. They beat Brentford. They've drawn against Chelsea, which was a good result for them. And, of course, they were kind of a lucky against Palace. It was 3 all. They've been hitting the goals, but they're just not getting the points. They've got nine points still sat there in 18th place. Uh, Wolves, um, one of my surprise packages this season. They've got uh, a draw. Uh, they beat Everton. They lost to Palace. Um, they, beat West, they beat West Ham. And they drew... Just got a nil-nil with, with Norwich at the weekend. Which way do you see this one going? This one I can see is going as a draw. I think uh, Burnley, a good, organised, strong team. Mm. Wolves, they're a bit, at the moment, they're a bit one way. And uh, if, they don't, if, if, if they don't score on the one way they're playing, I think they, they struggle for ideas. So I can see Burnley holding out here and uh, it can be a draw. Um, Doug is going for a big Wolves win there. Had this been at Burnley, I probably would have um, gone for the draw, to be honest with you. I just think, unfortunately, I do think this is the season when Burnley could go down. And this is going to be tough for them against Wolves. I'm actually going for a 1-0 to Wolves. I've gone for a, a Wolves win on this one. Um, are you going to split it down the middle and go for the Burnley win, Brad? You know what? I am. I'm going to make this a complete set of three because Burnley have got, uh, uh, you know, and for all their efforts to try, no fault for Burnley to try. And, and just, just quickly, something I noticed over the last few days, uh, I just want to give... Uh, Bit of a shout out to your brother from another mother, Dan, who, um, you know, we say a lot of great things about our owners and apparently a few murmurs of the Burnley section weren't too happy with their owners. Well, there was pictures out there of him and people say publicity stunt because you can't please everybody and they want it to be miserable. But he was out there with his sleeve rolled up trying to get the snow off the shovel. So it's, you know, it's just, it was nice and refreshing to see owner owners doing similar things 
with their clubs like like yeah. ours do. And yeah. honestly, I think that you know, Wolves played at the weekend. They're playing midweek, and I know this is the same for pretty much everybody, but Bar Spurs and Tottenham. But that can have an effect, especially when you're looking ahead of fixtures, because you do that when the fixture list gets cramped and you're not not the strongest squad in terms of talent. Maybe you've got the depth, but the, the depth is maybe a la Leicester a season or two ago in terms of quality. Um, and I think Burnley, this benefits them more. Um, honestly do. Um, because Wolves, Wolves may have one eye at the weekend thinking if we can get a draw here or try and go out for the win here because I don't know who they've got at the weekend. But it, it's a difficult one because this is what clubs are already starting to contend with and Burnley kind of get a... A little reprieve as it is. So I'm actually back in Burnley, mate. I think they'll they'll have it about them to, to nick this at Molyneux. Well, that's that's the first one of the evening where we've split straight down the middle. And we'll have a very, very quick 10-second break. We'll back at- get tomorrow bbc.co.uk um, forward slash Leicester City the Leicester City homepage on the BBC Tuesday talking point I have, a, I have something to say about Leicester's turnaround so uh, check it out tomorrow I think it goes up about lunchtime uh, Steve um, we are now coming on still on the last oh no we've still got two more tomorrow on Wednesday night Aston Villa with Mr Gerard turning things around by the look of it. Um, although I didn't think there was particularly much wrong with Villa before, to be honest with you. Uh, up against Man City. Uh, Man City only lost one in the last five, which was the Palace game. Um, Aston Villa. Uh, they're actually, I can't find Aston Villa. There they are. 13th. Lost three, but won two since the Messiah has walked into through their front doors. Which way do you see this one going? This one, in fairness, I can't see Villa beating Man City, but mm. I think he's going to do a job on Man City, and I think he's going, he's going to get a draw out of this. I think he's going to stifle their their midfield and their their high uh, their high break. Yes, I think uh, you know. I think it'll be a, a dull draw this one. Do you think? I mean, I'm I'm sure. Um, the he's got a future. We we know he can, he can do a good job. I mean, I know it was only Rangers, but he, you know he did knock Celtic uh, a bit out of the park. But do you think Villa were a bit quick to get rid of Dean Smith? No, I think Dean Smith had took Villa as far as he could go, and I think um, I think Dean Smith relied too much on Grealish, and uh, he didn't really uh, strengthen or make the team play any better. But um, I think now uh, Gerard's come in, he's lifted every one of the team and I think they're playing another, you know, 10, 15, 20% to what they were when Dean Smith was there. So the freshness of that, I think, uh, it, you know, they, they're going to be hard to beat for a bit. And do you think as well, Steve, that with with Stephen Gerrard enjoying while he's there, Villa fans, because it is a stepping stone to Liverpool? Um, a lot of people say that, but you know, um, you you can't really put it in that 
you know, in 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 that phrase, really, I think he's got to be in the game for a few more years yet because before he can start thinking and looking at the, the big boys. But mm. you know, football's football. Um, yeah. I think if he went to Liverpool, he'd fall into the Liverpool way, if you know what I mean, and he, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to um, better what Klopp's doing now. No, but I think no. um, if he can either take his philosophy and Liverpool's philosophy to another club. I think you'll see, you know, them prosper, and I think you'll see them, uh, you know, start to look like a Liverpool, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Is this where the new manager bounce ends, Brad? Um, no, I don't think it does. Um, I don't think Villa are going to get anything from this game, but I think you're going to see a very hearted performance from. Aston Villa. Um, they normally do chances of chances against Man City. They, they, you know, I've seen them only through highlights, but I, I, I've seen them play Man City. And I don't know why, but my memory just seems to do that they t- tend to score a few goals against them. They've probably got some decent results against them, in, in all truth. That's probably why I'm mm. thinking that. But I think this will be one of them end to end games that, you know, Again, if you're going to win the title, Man City have to beat these teams. I said it about Chelsea, I said it about these, but I think this will be... Maybe it's just because it's happening with Leicester at the moment, but I think this will be something daft, like a, a 3-2 Man City or, or something like that. But Man City are going to win this, but it's not It's not going to take too much shine off the new manager effects. I think it'll be a game where Villa fans will be going, well, there was a lot of positives from that. Yes, we conceded four or three or whatever, but we did this, this and this, right? You know, sometimes when we've done that, we've felt a bit naffed out of a result. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it continues, but they're losing. I'm, I'm going to have to stop you going first because I'm agreeing with you again. Um, <laughs> I think um, it, I think he is going to go places. I think he is a promising new young manager. I'm a bit worried that maybe we're seeing a bit of a Frank Lampard effect here. You know, in the fact of <laughs> seems to do well when he starts, but how long that will last for? And we have got, like I say, you know, he he. In fairness, Stephen's got Joe's gone into Villa, where Frank Lampard went into Chelsea, so you got a bit of difference with that with, with squads and what have you. But I can see Man City. I've got I've got it as a two-one sneaky win to Man City. To be honest with you, I think Pepple Pepple will not want to lose this one to the new kid on the block, and uh, uh, and. Uh, and he'll get the he'll get the job done. Um, Steve, it's the Merseyside derby on Wednesday night. Liverpool sat there in third, only lost one in five. Um, Everton in free fall at the moment, <laughs> won one in five, lost four in five. I think this could be the nail in the coffin for uh, the old gaffer because the I gaffer. think uh, yeah. I think Liverpool are unstoppable at the moment. I think you know, they're getting goals from all over the pitch. Mm. And I think uh, Everton are struggling really, really bad to score goals again. So I can see Liverpool steaming this one, three three, three or four goals. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, agree with you on that one. I mean, Everton just can't seem to beat Liverpool that often in, in Merseyside derbies. Um, whoops. Even even when it's at Goodison Park. Um I'm surprised Rafa's not done better there. I thought he was going to be 
a, a good decision for them, a good choice for them. And I thought he was going to go in and, uh, and and take, you know, half decent squad that he was, he was left with. Um, and then, of course, he bought Gray. Um, but I've got to agree with you on that one, uh, Steve. I think it's going to be Liverpool all the way, which should, should please Doug. There we go, Doug. Please you. You're a Liverpool fan, mate. Got you down. Uh, got you down for a win. Brad, how do you see this one going? I know I see it going because I've already done my long ball for it. Um, I see it going Liverpool's way, but <sighs> do you remember when Claude Puel like didn't win for about seven or eight games? And then out of absolutely nowhere, we beat Man City and Chelsea back to back. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should not give in to the giddy heights of me lack of air from from the weekend and, and be smart and go for the obvious one. But I just feel a Rafa Fax moment. I feel like when all looks lost for Rafa or a manager of Rafa Benitez's calibre um, and it, he's got backs up against the wall, He'll go and pull something out the bag here. And I'm going to be real big and brave and go for an absolute rough shock of an Everton win. Because it's the only way you're derailing Liverpool. Because I agree with you completely. You're on fire, they look unstoppable. It's a shock result like this. It's the only way I can see them getting derailed this season. So I might as well take the risk and go bold and believe in Rafa tactics. Facts. Woo. Sometimes you go for that and sometimes you get it right, but mostly you have a bit of a North Macedonia. But uh, yeah. the last two games, which are on the Thursday, uh, we've got which are going to be Tottenham at home to Brentford, Arsenal away to Manchester United. And uh, when we come to games like this, Steve, you seriously know what I'm going to have to play, don't Nine you? Games, they've got three wins and two draws. Maybe the process is working for them, Steve. Do you see them getting anything out of a, a Claudio Ranieri Watford? Uh, to be fair, your next two fixtures, um, I'm cooling a goal for the two teams because I cannot stand Arsenal. And I, cannot stand, <laughs> and I cannot stand Tottenham. So, for every reason which is personal, I'm going for a Watford win because I want Watford to win badly. Can I can I please I clip that and use that as a <laughs> Steve? I love it. Can I please clip that out later and use that as a jingle? I'm going. <laughs> I hate Arsenal. I hate Tom. You can do that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing if not honest, and I suppose it's as good a reason as any. You know that will always always get played. Uh, <laughs> totally, like I say, forget it. Nothing about form. Nothing about uh, who they might be signing or, or go. I just hate them. You know, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Uh, I think Brad's having trouble with his camera, but hopefully he'll be able to get that working again. Um, so uh, yeah, Doug says you cannot be serious, Brad. Um, I think he is. I think he is being serious with that one. Uh, you'll never speak to him again now. Hot Spurs host Brentford. Like Brad said, they didn't have a game at the weekend as it was called off. Um, Spurs struggling under Conte. Um, there's the old saying that you can't polish a poo. Um, maybe Conte's finding that out. He did win against Leeds 2-1. It wasn't easy, though. And he got the draw. <laughs> um 
Brentford, meanwhile, they managed to beat uh, Everton 1-0 and, and have, by all accounts, they totally deserved it. Um, they drew in Newcastle before that, but they'd lost the previous three. Maybe the bubbles burst a little bit and they're kind of settling down to their um, where, they, where they might well, well end up, Steve. See, my, uh, my outlook on Tottenham is Tottenham have had the same squad and the same players over the last, say, five, six years. And yeah. I see have had some great managers go in there. But Tottenham Hotspur, their current squad, they play for themselves. And if they don't like the manager, they, they won't play for the manager. And I think Conti's, Conti will find that out quite quickly. Yes. Tottenham Hotspur are a team of posh individuals that don't care about the club, they don't care about the fans, they just care about themselves. And you can see it on the pitch. You know, you can see the mannerisms of them. And I can't see Conti getting anything out of the players they've got there. Mm. And I can't see him, you know, going to how Conti wants to play because they've done the same with the last two or three managers been in there. And I cannot see him changing until they have a big clear out and get rid of quite a say, six or seven of the, the players that's in the team now, Tottenham won't get any better. And uh, I'm going for, going for a Brentford win again. Well, I, I see totally what you mean. I think Conte, I think he is the right man. I think it's the first time in a long, you know, a long time that they've actually um, made a decent decision on this one. Uh, I just... I think it's going to be next season when he's had a couple, you know, he's obviously going to have the January transfer window in uh, coming up. But we know with that one, that can be hit and miss and, and players are more expensive than, than, than they normally would be. Um, but I think next season is the season when he's going to have an effect, but it, it, they're going to have to wait for that Spurs. But I do see Brentford have are slowly maybe getting back into it. And like you say, if this was a Conti team next season... At Tottenham, I think you're looking at one result. But I think, like you said, Steve, with the players they've got, he's he's getting a bit of a tune out of them, but the tune's not in tune, if that makes sense. But I'm going to go for I gone for a 2-2. I think it could be high scoring, but I think it's going to be a draw. I don't think Tottenham are going to get the three points. Welcome back, Brad. How do you see this one going? Um, I, I, I think... Conte to get a proper feel for that Spurs squad and really start to already chip away at them individuals that are out for themselves and not the club. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll notice well, Spurs fans will notably notice changes either on the pitch or possibly even on the bench as well. Um, if Conte's really got his self through the door properly and feels settled. Um, again, I think not playing Burnley as as much as it's not great when you you know your plans get cancelled so close to the game and all the travelling. It can't be helped, obviously. It's weather as it is, um, but I think that only benefited Spurs. To be honest with you, I think Burnley would have fancied the chances after what happened to Spurs in midweek um, to have got something for it. Um, but I think. I think this will be like Leeds. I think they'll just about do enough to beat them, but this will... You may be looking at a 1-0 or a 2-1, but I've got to go for Spurs. Um, just because I think 
they're going to crawl over that line in some form or form because of Conte until January. Yeah, let me get the right letters there. Always helps, um, mate. Always helps. Hmm. <laughs> it does. I'm, I'm not any good at it. So that second one where we, we're going right across the board there. Um, oh, the last game of the week, uh, the midweek fixtures, Man United with um, Thor in charge, hosting Arsenal with... One of the Teletubbies in charge, I think. <laughs> but having said that, they are doing okay. Arsenal are um, up to fifth, so we shouldn't maybe joke. They only lost one in five. Uh, that And that was to Liverpool, in fairness. So they did get, really get stuff that time. They beat Villa 3-1. We know they beat us 2-0. 1-0 uh, against Watford and obviously beat Newcastle at the weekend 2-0. Um Man United, I say it will be the new manager in. Well, say the new interim manager in. Let's give him his proper title. Um, Chelsea, they drew with one-one, but they'd lost two previous to that. Although I say that was under obviously under Ollie, so you can't really maybe take that. Which way are you going with this one, Steve? This one, I'm going for Man United. I think right. uh, I think the new manager will be there by name only. I think it'd be a big mistake if he tries to change things after the last couple of results because they've got a bit of a momentum. The players seem to have gelled a bit better and they seem to know what they're doing on the pitch now. So I think if he get, if he takes it away from what they're doing now, I think there'll be a lot of confusion and it'll it'll put them back two or three steps. So I yes. think he'll be there for name only, but I think he'll keep... I think he might keep the same team that's, that, that started. And I think mm. uh, they'll keep doing what they've done because they haven't looked too bad. They haven't looked great, but they haven't looked as bad as they were. And you could see when they were doing the breakdown on Match of the Day that the players are starting to work together now. So I yes. think it comes in and tries to change the momentum of what they've gained over the last couple of games. I think they're taking three or four steps back. So I think you'll see that the manager will be there Name only, and you, you know, you'll go with what's gone on for the last couple of games. Totally agree, Brad. That you know, on that, on that analysis on match of the day, uh, there was, a, there was a lot of good things to say about Man United. I mean, whether he was on, on, on the earpiece to, 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 to whoever it was at, at Manchester, I, I just wonder if he was in charge for that game and it was his decision to drop Ronaldo, making the point that he is going to be the boss when he comes in and like it a lump it and making a statement. But he's going to be there in the dugout, I would imagine. So do you see this going United's way? Sorry, can I just throw this in as well? Just what I'm thinking about. Yeah, of course you can do. Yeah, yeah. I think Man United do play better without Maguire. Nothing against the lad personally. I think Man United do play better without him. It's a it's a point, and they've they've won a couple of games without him, haven't they? Um, maybe he's just is it just his form at the moment, Brad, or, or has Steve got a point? It's a bit of both. Um, they have looked better without him, but I think that's coincided with his form. We've seen it with. So, Unchu, this yeah. season, it's only been the last two or three games he's looked a bit more trustworthy on the ball. Mm. That's, if we're being honest with ourselves, we've, we've kind of got our own, well, 
Manchester United have their own Johnny Evans. It's it's like it's like they should have had him there all this time with Varane. It, 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 you know, because he stabled the ship um, when things have been going a bit nutty at the back for Manchester United, and and it's been clear with their results when you look when he's not played due to injury or whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Varane is is key to to Manu's defence, but also. I think they've had a little bit of a Leicester sort of thing, you know, unlike Oli, which, you know, no smoke without fire, these sort of things. Um, you know, Brendan maybe, and we've discussed this ourselves, and I think a few of us have made this point over the last few shows, that maybe Brendan's had a bit of a team meeting, let everything be aired out, mixed it together, and that's why we've got Leicester sort of back to what we have previously enjoyed Leicester playing like. Um Whereas Ollie would refuse to do that. I, I don't think Michael Carrick, in the nicest way possible, has the knack of drop Ronaldo. So I do believe he's already got himself in there because mm. um, McFred, as they call him, well, apparently Fred actually was Brazilian that game. He actually turned out like a half decent Brazilian, had an absolute blinding game. Manu fans have been raving about him. Donny van der Beek, the Ollie signing that never was, has suddenly found that he can play football and when he's given the chance to. Sancho gets his first premiership goal. They play a completely different pace and tempo. Almost less to liking the changes they've made from their tempo two or three games before. They've found a, a tempo to match the squad. Like I said, I don't think he's got the cones to tell Ronaldo he's on the bench for this game. I think that's come from the new man because um, he didn't start against Chelsea. Um, and if, if that's backing up what he's just said, then he's just making sure Ronaldo knows he's not going to have Alex Ferguson to go crying to in his corner. I'm not saying Ronaldo's doing that. I'm just making the example that everybody else will make about Ronaldo and what he's probably going to be like for Man U. But yeah, I think they're, I think they're riding some, uh, some very good momentum. It was a very good draw against Chelsea. Um, that was probably a game, regardless of things going on at Chelsea, where fans were expecting to win. Uh, and I'm backing Man United to continue their mini bane of form and, and pick up another another win against Arsenal. Credit to Arsenal with their results over the last eight or nine games. But I just feel this is one of them where Man U continue the the trend for themselves. And I did wonder if we were going to get a prediction at the end of that. But no, we did. see, I like the end in grace and detail, mate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a good job we're short, Steve Otherwise we'd be here till two in the morning You know I joke, Brad You know I joke I don't know why These are two teams that I really, really hate A bit like you um, with, with one of them, uh, Steve I don't know what it is Maybe it's And it's not all the fans Because I, I, I know, obviously, through this A lot of the fans And there's some very decent fans out there I think over the last few seasons I think a lot of fans have maybe, maybe it's because I'm older and the younger fans don't remember before they had the Vengas and the uh, the Fergusons in that they were just normal clubs that weren't particularly any better than anybody else. I don't know, but it's just two clubs that I really, you know, whoever they play, I tend to hope that the other team wins. So I couldn't, because of that, I, I couldn't split them right down the middle at all. And I, I've gone for a draw. I've gone for a 1-1 draw for that. So... And if, if no other reason, then I'm applying your, uh, your 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 philosophy here, Steve, and the fact that I hate the boat, so I'll go for a draw. <laughs> there we go. So that's the that's the uh, results. Is just quickly looking through there. Um, 
So Newcastle, Steve thinks they'll get a win. Me and Brad think we well, we and Brad agree for the first few actually. Uh, thought it was gonna be a draw. Steve's gone for three homers, to be honest with you. Leeds to beat Palace and Southampton to beat Leicester. Brad and me have completely disagreed with him on those. Steve thinks Watford under Anio will get a draw against Chelsea. Me and Brad have again gone for the win. Uh, West Ham uh, will beat Brighton, says Stephen Brad. None of us could agree on Wolves versus Burnley, so that's going to be interesting. Man City, although Steve does think Villa might get something from there. And uh, Brad, some reason, has gone for an Everton win at uh, in the Merseyside derby against Liverpool. That's the brave decision. That would have been the, had I got it loaded up, you could not be serious. <laughs> but I hadn't, hadn't got it loaded up. And then Spurs-Brentford, we couldn't agree. And Man United, who, who really cares who wins that, to be honest with you, at the end of the day. <laughs> but uh, there we go. All right, guys, thank you so much. Steve, as well, always, thanks. a pleasure, mate. And uh, we'll see you You're again welcome. on... Thursday at the same time as as, as two yeah. games this week. So appreciated as always. I know you came straight on here from work, so I'll let you go and have something to eat and and, a, and another coffee. And uh, thanks for coming on. See you on Thursday. See you on Thursday. See you, Bradley. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, nice one. <laughs> I'm going on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you, you're officially Bradley now. No, I'm not. I won't respond to it. <laughs> no. Really? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I really don't like my. I don't mind the jokes. I take them on the chin, but I will not respond to Bradley. No, it's not my name. I was taught that. That's not my name. You don't respond to that. Is that not you? Because me, for me, like Christopher was my Sunday name. If I was yeah, getting told I'm off, I'm 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 my wife and my missus. Yeah, Christopher. I knew I'd done something wrong. Unfortunately, mate, my mum, my mum made sure my birth certificate couldn't be cut down to a Sunday name. So, I, yeah. my, I can hear to... my mum screaming in anger that someone said the word Bradley towards me. That's how that's how sensitive it is. I'm fine with it, though, <laughs> and I'm happy to go with it. But I just no, do not start calling me Bradley on the string properly because that that will not get a response. It's just programmed into me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well. You know, I, I couldn't only... tell if I was in trouble as a child that way, though. No, you couldn't. <laughs> no, that's true. But I, I don't know what to call you when you've got that as your name on the screen. So <laughs> that's you're what... a pain in the ass. No, <laughs> I'll let you go, mate. Because I know you got another show coming up. Thanks as always. I will yeah, see yeah. you um, Thursday. You, you, I'm with you twice on Thursday. I know, right? Can't get enough of it. This is true. This is true. Bromance, mate. Bromance. Take care. Stay safe. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, and you, mate. And take care of everybody else. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad there. Brad. Okay. Bradley, really? Bradley. Everybody call him Bradley in the chat. <laughs> hey, but uh, that's a, this is what is coming up next. We've got rather a lot coming up next, if I'm honest with you.
Well, if you've got sloppy seconds, tomorrow I think I'm having terrible thirds. I've got three shows tomorrow. Uh, we start a bit earlier. We start at 5.30 with the opposition view. Uh, we're getting a Watford fan on. He couldn't make it tonight, unfortunately, at the last minute. So we've rearranged 5.30 tomorrow. It is the opposition view. Uh, nine, um, seven o'clock tomorrow, Craig's joining me for the Southampton preview. And at nine o'clock, we're going to be talking all things football with ex-player Julian Watts, ex on the pitch, 5.37 and nine. Um, we're going to be talking with Julian, a couple of things, booing players. Is there ever an acceptable time when you can boo players? Um, you know, Leicester players got booed and they've suddenly put in two good performances or is that just, just luck? Uh, and also then, like I said before, you know, what what does the current situation say about Man United? You know, there should be managers should want to get they want they're in the top five biggest clubs in the world. You know, them in Real Madrid, Barcelona, they're going to be top three. You know, and probably Liverpool. And he, managers should want to go there. They should bloody hell, it's the Man United job. I'm going. You know, and they're not having to do having to what. Second manager who had got them second, got them to a European final and only lost on penalties. But well, that's not good enough for the fans. Um, they then have to get uh, his the same team that only got them that far into second, uh, and what have you. The assistant manager, they make him a manager in the short term, okay? Then they get an interim manager, interim. This is Manchester United, and they're getting interim managers in. They should be looking and saying, this is the manager we want. They should be going and getting him and sod it. But maybe that's how far Man United have fallen. I don't know. We'll talk and see what Steve says about that tomorrow. So uh, that's going to be at 9 o'clock. So um, have the Glaziers taken Man United down? further than they've ever been join me tomorrow thank you so much for uh, being here tonight thanks to steve for popping on as always it's great to see what an ex-professional has to say about these matches thanks to brad aka bradley for joining us as well <laughs> we've got it three times this week and thanks to you guys everybody that, uh, that that joined in with the chat we'll see you tomorrow at seven stay safe <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news. Come on, you foxes!
Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.